Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast in which I'm joined by James Church. Now I asked James if he'd be a guest on this podcast because we have something very similar in common. We're both very passionate about investment and investment in entrepreneurs and as I go through the bio, you will probably just pick up a little bit of why I'm so keen to get James on this podcast. So James Church is the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Investable Entrepreneur. There you go. So how to convince investors that your business is the one to back. He's also the co-founder and COO of Robert Mascot, which is what drew me to his colleague when I was on a course last week because I saw the t-shirt and the robot and what a great logo, which is a global award-winning investment readiness agency. James is on a mission to stop great ideas failing due to poor communication and he's frustrated to see so many founders struggle to raise the capital they need because they're unable to convince investors that their business is the one to back. James is also passionate about working with founders to present a clear, concise and credible business case to investors. He's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine and Forbes. Uh, He runs mentoring sessions at Tech Hub, Google Campus and all other things and speaks internationally at online and offline business events, conferences and accelerators and appears on podcasts, i.e. this one as well, and in interviews. And if if you, the listeners, would like to benefit from the injection of James's expertise, experience and practical advice for raging investment, there's uh, some details we're going to share in the show notes of how you can book James for your event or for, for a chat with as well. Welcome to today's podcast. Great to have you on. Thank you very much. What an amazing intro. Thank you. Yeah. And what a great sort of synergy. I work with a lot of tech businesses, helping them build the value in their business and starting to get them to see the plans and the structure. And of course, it's so important, isn't it, to get those entrepreneurs ready and able to show their case so that, as you say, that their business is the one to back. And people take that for granted, but it it can't be taken for granted. Just because they've got a good business doesn't mean that investors are going to back it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I say in my book, um, great ideas don't raise investment. Um, Great communication does. Um, And and it's so true. There's, There's... you could probably look around and, and there's so many great ideas that failed to, to raise capital, but equally you can look at some that raise capital and you think that's not so great. It's not a patch on my idea. Like how the hell have they managed that? So it's not so much the business idea that investors are looking at. Of, co- of course, that's part of it, but there's, there's two key, two key parts of it really. First, it's an incredible concept in a great market uh, with great potential and a great, great opportunity. Yeah. But equally, we need to make sure that the founder comes across as someone who's who's credible, who understands 
the, the risks involved, understands how to mitigate those risks, has a clear implementation strategy for growth. If you can't um, articulate those things as a founder as to why you personally are the, are the, are the right person for this investor to, to pretty much take a strategic bet on, yeah. Um, then, yeah. then you're not going to get the investment no matter how good your idea is. And it, it's really about, that, that's why my book's called Investable Entrepreneur, Not Investable Business, because it, yeah. it's so much about the founder and the founder focuses on their idea and the investor is investing in the individual, um, not so much the idea. Yeah, 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 so, so true. And we're going to talk a lot more of that uh, as I'm sure we go through and and a little bit of your backstory of why you got into this, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it's not something that people just generally fall into or choose going to i'm sure there's a story behind that but tell us first of all what you're drinking normally we you know we talked about mm. tea tell us a little bit about the tea that you yeah. drink and why yeah so yeah i'm a massive massive fan of of, of tea um a lot of a uh, loose leaf tea from sri lanka ceylon tea um is is my favorite um i kind of, i guess to say long story short always always enjoyed tea but kind of went on a holiday to sri lanka kind of ended up in the tea yep. in the tea plantations trying all the different types and the different estates and, and just kind of got a real just, just really loved it really enjoyed it and and kind of came home with a suitcase load of different teas <laughs> and, and really enjoyed trying the different flavors and the different uh from the different regions and and yeah just really really got into it and uh, while i was over there I actually found a really interesting kind of business stat that that um, really spoke to me about the, the the importance of kind of market positioning and differentiating yourself in yeah. the market, um, and that that was like this this uh, the, the the good old English breakfast tea, right? Yeah. That that um, that that's a creation of market positioning to try and sell some product. Um, breakfast tea was originally the the what they called the fannings that the stuff left on the floor after they'd filtered out all the oh. loose leaf tea, yeah. and it was just the waste. And someone came along and said, well, hang on a minute, this is this is going to create a stronger, this creates a stronger tea. And most people didn't like that at the time. It was all about yeah. afternoon tea and cakes and uh, and that kind of thing. Um, let's package this up as breakfast tea, as a strong version of tea to get you up in the mornings. And they repackaged it and repositioned this waste product as English breakfast tea. And now, obviously, yeah. that's the most popular tea that anyone ever buys. And, and it's a real... A real great kind of way of looking at uh, it really inspired me as a business owner is kind of how you can package something up that perhaps seems like waste to you um, yeah. or to most people and through market positioning through the power of marketing and the power of, of kind of communication you can completely change the fortunes of that product um, that most people see as maybe unnecessary or, or as waste um, yeah. So yeah, that, that that really captured my imagination. And that's interesting because you know when you go overseas and you go to different countries, very often when they serve tea, they they refer to it as English breakfast tea. But that's not mm. a particular brand, is it? You know, it's it's almost no. a, a an idea and product and concept, which then obviously yeah. you get Yorkshire tea and red. You know, there are different yeah. versions of you know the English breakfast tea, but it's. Yeah. It is that difference to the Earl Grey and the speciality teas that are more. Yeah, it was just purely a, a great business mind who had some waste product and wanted to make <laughs> the most out of the whole crop. And kind of, yeah. how can I sell every part of the crop? What can we? How can we position this in the market so that people want to buy it? Um, yeah. And yeah, really clever, really clever piece of marketing. 
Yeah, sounds sounds great. Yeah, well, there you are, listeners. You've learned something not just mm-hmm. about Sri Lanka and tea. I, I must admit, but also about English breakfast tea. But as you were talking there about the journey, filling the suitcase back with this loose leaf tea, I would have thought that was something pretty risky coming through customs with bags of loose leaf tea coming through customs from Sri Lanka as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, good I on you for well, doing that. They kind of expect it over there, and there's a certain yeah. amount you're yeah. to bring back. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking about other substances that might be taking the tea. Actually, <laughs> oh, they might, might, might be accusing you of bringing in. You see, there's a risk in that. Oh yes, Dif- well, different different wave then. We won't go. We won't go there. No, definitely <laughs> not. So, tell us a little bit about the backstory then. Before we get into, you know, what you've been doing in your own business, what led you to this interest in investment uh, and the the writing a book i mean writing a book you know i'm waving this here in front of the video for those that might be watching a uh part of it but what what led you to this point so we started life as a as a brand and marketing agency so very much focused on brand communication and, and trying to bring great ideas to life through through brand and we always knew we wanted to work as an agency with with pioneers and this is like almost a decade ago now always wanted to work with, with what we call pioneers, kind of innovators, future thinkers, people disrupting their industries, whether that be in technology or any other space. Um, and through doing that, we started becoming more and more aware of the need for angel capital and, and venture capital and, and were exposed to that world. Ended up being asked to design some pitch decks for some of our clients who had done the branding projects for and yeah. They went down really well and, and investors responded really well to them. Some of our advisors were also investors and kind of said, these are really good. Like, you know, if you package this up as kind of like an investment readiness kind of service, you might have something quite unique to offer the market here. Um, and this was about probably about seven years ago now. Um, so we went through a process of kind of doing an MVP, really, a minimum viable kind of product. Is, is this possible we started researching it um re- talking to founders talking to vest investors really understanding the niche and and my business partner kind of attended some events and found a real insight that founders were terrible at pitching they were great yeah. they, were, they, they were great at building businesses or having ideas but they were terrible at, at communicating them in a way that investors engaged with them and wanted to 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 find out more and we kind of saw these blank glazed over looks from investors as founders were pitching and we were like, we can solve this. This is easy for us. This is bread and butter for us to, to help them solve this problem. Um, so I, I then went away and kind of researched with investors, found out really what they wanted to hear from founders as if we were creating a marketing campaign to say, I've got something to sell, which is my shares, and I want you to pay something of value for it. Um, and I'm going to set the price at, at my company valuation. And how can we use the power of brand and communication strategies to sell shares, i.e. raise investment? Yeah. Um, so so we, that gave us a really unique angle um, because most advisors are coming from a kind of an ex-VC, ex-investor background, yeah. whereas we come at it from a brand communication background and, and we saw things very differently. Um, and ultimately that that led to me wanting to kind of write a book that encapsulated that discovery, encapsulated that kind of um, process we developed and that that unique angle to, to pitching yeah. for investment and treating it more like a sales and marketing campaign than it is raising investment. And, and 
we had great success as a result of that approach. You know, our clients are 40 times more likely to raise investment. They've raised over 220 million to date. You know, it, it works. We've won global awards for, for, for the approach. We know it works. Um, and, and the book was a way of expressing that because we can only work with so many clients as a consultancy. Um, yeah. We want to help as many founders across the ecosystem as possible. And, and the book was one way of getting that message out into as many founders' hands as possible. I kind of have this kind of audacious goal of of trying to to impact a hundred thousand founders through the through the yep. book, um, and you know I just want to yeah it was just there to really kind of support founders. There, there's there's not really anyone supporting founders through this. It's kind of mm. learn as you go and kind of uh, more often than not get it wrong. You know there's like a one percent success rate of raising investment, and and I'm really committed to sort of trying to improve that through through distributing this book to as many people as possible yeah and i, and I see so many people i work with an incubation unit at uh, lincoln universities we were talking about um the commonality of lincoln as well mm. and you know very often the the people there that teach uh, investment and presentations to angel investors and they even have a little bit of an angel investor forum that's funded by the university it's it's very dry and it's and of course yes you've got to know your numbers but the way it's presented is so um boring and you know it has no passion to it it has no personality mm. no identity to it and you know you can put all as you say all the text of your ideas you know these 60 page documents of all the things that you're going to do what you're going to spend the money on the numbers what the return on investment is going to be all important ingredients but they're not as important as you said there as the sales and marketing for me it's the ultimate sales and marketing opportunity you know it's your yeah. one shot you don't get sometimes customers you can go back again when you go in front of investors you've got one go at it yeah. and that's it and if you've lost it, it then somebody else is going to get the money aren't they and this is yeah and this is the biggest deal you've you've probably ever tried to pull off in your life you're asking for hundreds of thousands if not millions of pounds like you've got to get this yeah. stuff right and, and you've got to get it right first time and yeah it's, it's so much more I talk a lot about speaking to the investors head as well as their heart and a lot of founders will focus on the head and kind of go these are the numbers um yeah. and, and a lot of programs you talked about will focus on that thing but they don't talk about an emotional connection with that investor speaking to the heart and, and you've got to get the investor to believe not only in the concept but believe in you as a founder and the only way you can do that really successfully is 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 have an emotional connection where they're really uh, attracted to your vision and your and your kind of reason for existing beyond making money and kind of your big kind of focus and ethos of the business um, and you personally as a founder as well as the business strategy and the, and yeah. the, and the numbers and, and and the risk analysis and all of the kind of boring things if you like you, you need yeah. to strike that balance between getting both of those things across in equal measure yeah uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, James, and it just came to mind as you were talking there, because I, I talked to a, a very large in, in individual investor, uh, probably about three, four years ago now, and somebody put me in touch with this guy who, his, his, his first name is John, I won't give his second name because he might listen to his podcast one day, <laughs> but he, he said to me something very enlightening, and he said, when people pitch for investment for me, usually the investors, uh, sorry, the, the, the entrepreneurs don't want the investor to get involved. So they want my money, but they don't want me. 
Yet this guy has built global billion pound businesses. He said, I've got all this experience. All this not. He said, the reason I want to invest is because I want to give a little bit of something back. I don't need the money. I've got mm. hundreds of millions of pounds in the bank. I don't need the money, but I want to contribute. I want to give. And one of his frustrations yeah. was that entrepreneurs very often don't want that input and that meddling, as they often call it, mm. from investors. But investors, he was saying, from his take, he wants to get involved. Is that is that something that you see as well, that investors do want to get involved? And is that something yeah, we should 100%. embrace more? Yeah, I mean, I call it smart money, right? And and, hmm. and founders should be trying to seek smart smart money, you know, not oh. just capital, but capital that comes with advice and support and, uh, and knowledge. Like, if you can get an investor on board that's going to give you capital, but also has a little black book of contacts that when you're ready can open you up to massive yeah. strategic partnerships, it'll change your business. Or you've got someone who's built an exited uh, $100 million company, and they've kind of been through it. Yeah. Why would you not want to leverage that advice exactly. and input? They're a minority shareholder. They have no say over the direction, but you should form a board of advisors with them and kind of seek their support and advice if they if they want to give it. Um, yeah. You can disagree with it or you can do your own spin on it, but God, that's such a huge yeah. difference between success and failure, having these people on your team. So yeah, I would always, certainly at an early stage, as you get later and later in your development, then your investors might become less involved but even when you're pitching to a to a vc it's highly likely that a venture capital fund investing in a maybe a 10 million pound round you're already at kind of a million two million revenue and you're quite an established company it's highly likely they're going to want to have someone on your board as part Correct. of the deal Correct. to to make sure you know they've just given you 10 million quid they want to make sure you're spending it in the right way yeah they can't ultimately overall your decisions until you get to the point of potentially having less than 50 percent ownership across all of your investors but they want to make sure that they're seeing things from the inside and and protecting their capital and protecting their investment as, as much as they want to to support yeah. and, and guide you and make for them they want to succeed as much as you do um yeah. they want to get a return on their investment so yeah, yeah massive massive opportunities yeah. to leverage some real experience and, and i would expect it from nobody less than somebody who you know does what you do to give it a title smart money yeah i love that smart. so that's 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 great so mm. From the book point of view, um, and we'll talk about how people can get hold of a book, copy, etc. afterwards. How's it been since the launch of the book? What kind of difference has that made? I know you've got your audacious goal of 100,000 copies that you mentioned, and you obviously want to have an impact on more people than just the people you work with. But how, how's it been for you since you've launched the book? Uh, incredible, incredible. So from a personal perspective, it's, it's really elevated me personally in the industry as a, as a real um, expert, which is only good for business. Um, it's transformed me as a person because I think I, I can be quite, um, reclusive if that's the right thing. I can, I'm yeah. happy just all on my own, just cracking away at work. And it's kind of forced me into these environments where I'm doing yeah. podcasts and I'm on stage presenting. And, and, and that's something that I always really struggled with. And now, I'm really confident about because I've got some really well articulated thoughts that I know address a real problem and are taken really well by an audience. So it gives me the confidence sure. to go out and have these conversations and talk. So I think there's been a personal change from a business perspective, absolute game changer because really for the same reasons, really you, you've got 
a good articulation of kind of how you work with people and how you how you benefit them and how your process works to deliver results and that really engages people to want to work with you and want to be part of of that method and that process um so yeah we've seen huge growth since the launch of that launch of this book um so yeah it's it's been absolutely transformational a, a mentor of mine who who was the one who who kind of suggested we write the book has a phrase um the the most influential book in your life isn't the one you read it's the one you write um mm. and they're they're a hundred percent right wise words wise words wise yeah, definitely words. so I've got to ask a question because obviously I, I, I met you at the Lifestyle Business Summit with, with Daniel Priestley, who was a great guest on this on this podcast as well. And I was quite shocked um, when he was talking about books and you know writing a book and the importance of writing a book. When he said, you know, when you write a book, you've got to be prepared to give a thousand copies away for free. And we're not talking yeah. about ebooks we're not talking about people sending electronic copies i thought oh, so I, yeah i can send out 100 ebooks easily but hard copy books for a lot of people that were there i could see them drawing breath in saying wow mm-hmm. yeah uh, probably at least 12 pounds a copy perhaps uh, to have you know if, if you get a book printed or you know less if it's in bulk i thought that's a huge investment yeah is that something you've embraced well i know it is because i've got a free copy here yeah <laughs> so yeah um... <laughs> how's because that, yeah. that's that's quite a shocking thing for for somebody who's a budding author to have to embrace but obviously the results mm. spoke for themselves in the example yeah as, he, a, as a business author the the book the you, you're never gonna well it's unlikely you're gonna become rich off of selling the book you're, you're yeah. gonna become rich of giving it away and and the business that's generated off of the back of writing it um so yeah i must give away about uh, between 100 and 150 copies a month physical books and then yep. i also give away pdf downloads mainly to those outside the uk yeah and also um f- there's a free version of the audio book on soundcloud oh so okay. well i love in- audio so that's where i'm going to be heading straight okay. after this <laughs> so so across all mediums we give six 650 books away a month um across physical digital and audio um plus the ones that are sold through through amazon um and that is an absolute game changer i like to think of it this way and the best way it was explained to me is think about how two two ways of thinking about it one your book is your business development manager that's having the conversation with someone so you don't have to a really detailed conversation about how you work and, and why your approach matters um that business development manager maybe they're on 60 grand a year as a base salary plus commission might yeah. cost you 100 120 grand a year to have a really good business development manager in your business a hundred copy a thousand a year what's that less than 100 copies a month at probably yeah. about five pound a copy including printing and postage something like that yeah six pounds maybe it's much cheaper to have a book and a yeah, book lasts forever. Yeah, good way of looking at it. Um, a book sits there on someone's desk. No one throws a book away. They keep it on their bookshelf and they will remember you. And it's an asset that will last forever. The business development manager will work for you for 12 months. You'll spend six months training them and then they'll leave and you'll have to do the whole thing again. Yeah. The book never leaves you. Um, so that, that's a great way of thinking about it. The other way about thinking about it is if you send out 100, 650 copies a month we send out, 
that's six, essentially 650 meetings I'm not having. But in the person who's reading the book's head, they know me better than better than any anyone who's had a meeting with me. That if I was to invite 650 people to a meeting a month and I was to pay <laughs> for coffee in a coffee shop, that's costing me 12, 15 pounds probably for for the round of, of drinks. Yeah. So again, the book is cheaper than meeting someone for a coffee. So when you com when you compare it to the things you're currently doing in your business, actually the book is a really cost effective way of growing growing your business. Um, yeah. And we have people who read the book 12 months ago and are now approaching us because they're ready to work with us. It's yeah. it's the gift that keeps on giving. It, it kind of sticks yeah. around in people's minds. Yeah, And it's a legacy, isn't it, as well? You know, when, when we're gone, the books remain and people still get lessons from them. Um, so, yeah, I completely understand that. That was yeah, a massive so. part of it for me with, with young kids as I was writing it, kind of, you know, this is something that they're going to be able to hold and always have and kind of go, that's that's dad and and yeah. Yeah, yeah all of the all of the royalties from the book kind of go into a savings account for the kids as well for when they're oh, older like yeah even so, better yeah this is part of it, i want it to be as much a part of 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 them as it is as it is me so yeah yeah it's a really nice thing when you think about the legacy of it yeah and, and i've james i've heard lots of people i'm sure you listeners have as well uh, people talk about the benefit of writing a book and you know yes there's a booking every single one of us etc but I think there you've just given us the easiest to follow, simplest to understand, but also the most poignant benefit of having a book and how we use it and the, very much the importance of giving it away that I've ever heard anywhere. So thank you. Oh, thank you. you. <laughs> that was absolutely amazing. So very, very well articulated. Now I can see why you're speaking internationally online and face-to-face -face <laughs> events as well. So one, one final uh, question just to, to tap onto the book before we share where people can get it and where people can reach out to you and your services, etc. Um, how important then is a, a book for entrepreneurs that are looking for investment? Say again, sorry. How important is a book for people who are looking for investment? You know, as an entrepreneur yeah. writing a book, how, you know, what part does that play? So, so if you're raising investment and you, you're also a published author in, and, and the impact that has, well, that's massive, right? So it's all about personal brand, the book. The book is about yeah. leveraging you, not your business and your product, but you as an individual and the insights you have into your market that only you know that you can share with the world and kind of say, this is my unique take on on the way I perceive the market and the way that the we can approach something to get value from this market and transform people's lives. Investors, as I've said before, are not just looking for a great idea. They're looking for a great founder. They're looking for founders with unique insights into their market that only they've spotted with a unique solution, unique intellectual property, whether that be tech or whether that be a, a process or a methodology yeah. and an approach that differentiates them in the market that's going to that's going to have a real impact on on the on the solution the the problem that you're going to solve um but also allows you to to show that you really understand your market inside inside out and and out of anyone who could have the same idea as you you're the best person to take this forward because you have all these unique insights into the market and the mind of the customer and the, and the way you need to approach things in this market a good business book basically packages that up that it says this person has unique yeah. insights and a unique approach in the market that no one else has. So you're taking all of that stuff that you've learned throughout your whole career 
you're packaging it up in a book and you're kind of saying, I have unique insights that no one else has. Yeah. Pair that with now a brilliant scalable product that could deliver massive returns to, for investors and you've got a, a massive wow. recipe for success because you've yeah. got a, a great concept in a really scalable market within it, a founder with these unique insights that no one else has. Like who wouldn't want to invest in that combination? Yeah. And I asked the question because I know many of the listeners that are listening to this uh, probably are thinking about a book. They're probably thinking about investment in their business or exit from their business even. And some of think, I'll do it later. It almost feels like one of those rocking chair moments, doesn't it? That when you've gone through this process, that's when I'll do the book. But yeah, I agree with yeah. you. You know, Now is the time to do it before you head off on that journey of investment and succession, etc. Because you know, it. it does show that credibility. Yeah. So thank you for sharing you that. Can always, you can always write another one later when you've learned more stuff. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Do, do a whole series. Yeah. You've got so much stuff to share right now. Um, get it yeah. Get it out in as, a, as yeah. a book for sure. So give us the name of the book and tell us where we can get hold of it and how we can connect uh, to services and anything anything you want to send the listeners to. Where would they yeah. go? So, uh, so the book is called Investable Entrepreneur. You can obviously get it on Amazon. Um, but you can also go to investableentrepreneur.co.uk um, and you'll be able to get a free copy of the book. Um, you can order a, a physical copy to your address, no postage, nothing to pay completely on us um, if you're in the UK. And if you're outside of the UK, um, there's the audio book and the, and the PDF version to download for free as well. Um, you can also go to the Robot Mascot website, robotmascot.co.uk. You can also get the book for free on there and, and, okay. and all the other things. Um, and then finally, one thing, if you are thinking about raising investment, other than reading my book, something else you might like to do is kind of get a benchmark of how, how investor ready you are right now. So when you're reading the book, or going through the process, you know the areas you need to focus on. So we've created an online tool, uh, a free free quiz. Um, it's like takes three minutes, 20 or so questions. You answer those questions and we'll generate a free 12-page report on how investor-ready you are and score you across some key categories. Um, and then you'll be able to use that to kind of in, improve areas of your business to make you more investor ready so to do that you just need to go to pitchready.co.uk so that's pitchready.co.uk okay. and uh, you can get access to that as well yeah and, and anna who does the show notes for me i know she'll be listening to this because she listens to it through the show notes she'll get all those um, links into the show notes as well listeners so that's look at the it. show notes and find those those links in there as well so thanks for sharing that so You're if welcome. you were to give the listeners a, a tip or a lesson that they can take away from today and implement in their business as an entrepreneur, because that's who we're talking to today. And of course, entrepreneurs can be, they can make widgets, they can do tech, they can be, you know, I'm an entrepreneur as a coach and a consultant and an advisor. What, what would you say that people can take from you today that they can go away and implement? Um, so I think really start um, exploring if, you, if you're looking to raise investment, exploring beyond your idea and start okay. exploring how you as an individual could convince an investor that you've plotted the route to success for delivering them a return. What are your strategic stepping stones in the short term? What would, if you went and imagine you went and raised a certain amount of money, how would you spend that over the next 12 to 18 months to scale the business up? 
And then a second task would be beyond that over the next five years, what big kind of strategic goals would you would you put in place to grow this business from where it is today to something that's a multi-million pound business? And once you can convince an investor that you've got a great idea, but you also have that strategy, um, I think you're you're in a much better position to go and raise funding. So yeah, if, if there was one thing you could go and do right now, it's it's take a step back from the operations and think, what's my short and long-term strategy for for growth? Yeah. And I think listeners, even if you don't get the investment or you don't need the investment, that is a, you know, a great tip to do because the clarity that you will get from that will actually enable you to get to where you want to be. And you've got to know where you want to be to do that. So, yeah, I think that's a great, yeah. great tip. Reverse engineer the future, right? Yeah, think about exactly. where you want to be in five years time and make a, a five year, three year and one year plan of how you're going to get there. Um, yeah, yeah great tip and you know I've, I've followed in all my businesses uh, Vern Harnish's one page strategic plan and his plan breaks it down into those steps and he's on my top 10 author list by the way uh, so Vern if you're ever listening to this but yeah having those five three year one year and then breaking it down into quarterly rocks and and actions because that's the other thing is that you've got to take the action so yeah great tip yeah. final question then James and you've you've thank you for giving us so much value today if you were going to have your next coffee and you're going to sit with one of your hero business authors and have a conversation and just have a chat who would that author be and where would you be having your favorite sri lankan tea because it's tea not coffee isn't it so yeah. if you're gonna have that um, tea with your hero author who would it be and where would it be yeah um it would have to be one of the big kind of yeah, big entrepreneurs, I think. So so like a Jeff Bezos character or a, I don't know if Elon Musk has written a book, but an Elon Musk type character. I think it would be absolutely fascinating to to get inside how they've gone through that process and inside their mind. Like certainly yeah. Elon, like uh, an incredible and also slightly frightening mind, but I think it would be incredible to <laughs> yes. sit down and have a chat and just kind of figure out him a little bit more like behind behind the lens, behind the camera. I think it would be absolutely yeah. fascinating. So yeah, so one of those one of those kind of big aspirational kind of entrepreneurs would be would probably be my pick. Yeah, yeah. And 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 where would you be? Where would we be? Yeah. Oh goodness. Um uh well we'd certainly if it was Elon Musk it'd be like SpaceX HQ and I'd want to see a load of rock <laughs> right. that. Uh, probably the same with Jeff Bezos actually. I'd want to go to his uh Their his, HQ uh, and yeah. all the ground around all the rockets he's building as well. I'm fascinated yeah. by all of that all of yeah. that stuff. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, they are amazing people, aren't they? And, you know, we, I think we all understand, well, uh, most people understand that they haven't just appeared. You know, they've been working, they've been doing the toil, you know, they've been doing the grind for some time. Uh, but then when they get to a point, the, the steepness of the success curve is just incredible, isn't it? And you think, how on earth do you get that acceleration uh, and that moving forward? You know, what kind of person has that motivation that passion to be able to do that because you know it is inspirational isn't it yeah I'd, I'd, yeah i'm with you i'd love to do that yeah it's something like um on average when you look at businesses it's something like 10 years to hit your first million and then it's something like five or ten years after that to reach kind of unicorn status or like like yeah. you know uh, it's it's crazy like once you want you have to work really hard to get to that first million and then once you hit that first million it's suddenly just 
rockets. Um, uh, so, Perhaps yeah. that's where they've got a fascination with rockets because you know, it's a bit like the space shuttle, isn't it? The space shuttle was just a big plane. But to get it into mm. space, you've got to strap all these boosters onto the side of it. And like you say, you've got to put yeah. all that energy in. And then once you get into space, it takes very little energy yeah. to rocket forward, so, doesn't it? And accelerate forward. Yeah. So, yeah, perhaps that's their fascination. Perhaps they see that in yeah, subconscious. Yeah. 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 Oh, we've worked it, it out. There we go. There's yeah, we've worked, we've worked it out. We, we don't need to speak to them now. We've worked it out right no, here on this podcast. Have, there you go. We've figured out what it would be. Yeah. So just before we uh, hang up the call then uh, and you know, give the listeners uh, some time to go away and do what you said there, uh, just remind us of the, the, the websites again. Let's just give the listeners one more chance of uh, getting a copy of the book and reaching out to you and seeing what it's all about. Cool. So the so the business is robotmascot.co.uk. You can get the book via there or you can go direct to the to the book website and, and get it from there. And that's investableentrepreneur.co.uk. So one of those two and you'll you'll find you'll find the book. Yeah. And they can take the quiz. Uh, oh, and the quiz is at pitchready.co.uk. Pitchready.co.uk. Perfect. Great. Well, thank you very much for, for being a guest. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, thank you for the value you've given us and such great insights into your story, but also into the journey that you know investable entrepreneurs need to go on as well. Thank you so much. No, no, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. And listeners, all you need to do now is leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of this episode. But most importantly, Tell us that you've gone to these websites, that you've grabbed a copy of the book. Leave us a review of the book. I'm sure James would love to hear from you and see and hear what you thought about the book. And most importantly, tell us what you've done. Tell us what your plans look like and what you've achieved by implementing what you, James, have talked about today uh, and had in this podcast. And by doing that, you can uh, give some kind of gratitude to the time that James has given up today to speak to you on this podcast episode and just show the appreciation of that time that is given. And as always, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.